Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Vargamilis, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um, I don't know. I think I said this last episode but if i didn't we're recording a bunch of episodes because we're both going to be out of town for various reasons in the next few weeks so we're doing things a little bit early and possibly out of order so i'm even more confused than usual about what time means but i am excited because today's topic means we are going to try uh doing another subject vertical here you know we have like our classics revisited series where we talk about classics and revisit them see what i did there (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> we decided that uh, we talk we talk primarily about TV on this podcast, but with the Oscar nominations just dropping recently, it a made me realize that like I saw like two movies last year. <laughs> I don't know if that's the true for anybody else, but I watched way more TV than feature films. And anyway, it made us it it made us think about the fact that we don't talk about movies very much on this show, and uh, we should try to change that. So this is going to be our. I don't know, the first installment in like our British movies series or something. I don't know. I'll come up with a snazzier title than that. But like I said, I'm tired and I don't know what day it is, Uh, which is, of course, why we are kicking it off by talking about a movie that's Irish. But yes, Um, I actually I want to point out that uh, we are doing this this episode. This is totally fine. You should tell them the name of the the movie. Okay, I was going to say this is uh, the Banshees of Isharan. It's Inisharan, which I will tell you because I did not understand how I learned how to. I have a very big vocabulary, but I'll fully admit that I picked a lot of up up a bit and I picked up a lot of it and I still pick up a lot of it phonetically from just like reading. And I have been pronouncing the title of this film uh, incorrectly (laughs) ever since I heard of it. It is the Banshees of Inisharan because that's how they say it in the movie. Okay. Um, So uh, this movie, uh, it won the Golden Globe for uh, Colin Farrell and we... uh, we actually did a piece on it at televisions where uh, our movie reviewer compared it to The Quiet Girl, which was the other uh, major Irish film that was uh, looking to try to land an Oscar nomination at the time. Um, uh, it's all in Gaelic, so it was in the international film category. Um he turned it in, and then literally the next morning, before I got it up, the Oscars were announced, and lo and behold, not only did Banshees of Inisherin uh, smash records, uh, getting nine nominations, the most of any Irish film ever. The uh, the record pre- previously was seven, and that was a uh, Belfast. Um, and The Quiet Girl also landed Ireland's first uh, uh, Irish no- uh, the Ireland's first nomination in the international category, and Paul Mescal who we love from normal people like totally snuck in to the best actor category for After Sun which is a lovely lovely little film if you haven't seen it oh, um, he's apparently like killing it in the West End right now I think yeah or is it or is it off Broadway I think it's the West End um he's 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 wonderful and honestly like After Sun is one of those films that's really great but the thing is the Banshees of Inna Sharon is the is kind of the headliner here so we figured as to uh since we were looking for a topic and this week is also global uh this weekend 
is a global movie weekend on February 11th, and this will actually be shown free in 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 theaters around the United States um, for people who want us to go see Oscar movies, um, along with a lot of the other uh, major uh, nominees. So this is really very timely. Um, I uh, we I watched this on HBO Max. Um, I don't know about you, Lacey. Um, I I did not get to see this one in the theaters. I didn't know quite what to expect. Well, uh, I mean, okay, Colin Farrell and uh, and Brian Gleason and uh, Bre- Brendan Gleeson are the two top line stars on this, and they worked together last time in. Okay, I'm going to probably mangle this in Bruges. In Bruges. In Bruges. Thank you. Um, that that was the last time they worked together, and that this director will also directed that film. So this is kind of a a, a reunion. That is a great movie, by the way. Which spoiler alert? I think I really liked more than this one, but we'll get to that. It, that movie is very funny. It's very dark. I'm I was sort of expecting dark and funny, and I understood that the whole plot was very simple. It's you know, uh, Colin Farrell is Patrick and uh, Gleason is Colm, and the two basically have been best friends for like forever until one day Colm wakes up and decides he doesn't want to be friends anymore, and that's that. Um, <laughs> and 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 Farrell's poor character is like, wait, what? I don't understand and basically like chases after him like a little puppy dog going why, why can't we be friends and uh basically calms like well i don't i i got i got i got stuff to do before i die and you're in my way and you're boring and i'm bored with you so could you just go away and like it's kind of mean but like it's such a simple premise that i was like well there has to be more to it than that right and i started watching and really um no <laughs> It really just there's no flashbacks. There's no there there's no, there's there's no build up. This is literally just two dudes on a tiny little island, one of whom suddenly decided he doesn't want to be best friends with the other one anymore. And like I get that this is an allegory, and we'll get into that in a minute. But it it it's hilarious in its simplicity. Like I I I loved how like there's almost no plot. It's just these two dudes. <laughs> Um, this is probably where we should put like a spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen Banshees of Inisherin and would like to, uh, perhaps push pause on this episode until you have seen it, because this is a movie that I fully am incapable of discussing in a way that is vague. And 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 going in blind really helps. <laughs> uh, so don't listen to this if you haven't seen it or have any inclination to see it. Save it until after. And, and and once you're after, come right back because you'll want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, spoiler warning from this point forward. Uh, I I will say that I knew almost nothing about this movie going into it, except that it was from the guy who made in Bruges, which I loved, and it featured a bunch of people in the cast that I loved. I mean, I think probably most Americans know Brendan Gleeson because he was Mad Eye Moody in the Harry Potter movies. All right, but he has been in so many things, and he's such a talented actor and. Um, I will say that I've not always had the highest opinion of Colin Farrell, but he has really turned it around for me in the past few years. And um, they are, are really great together. This movie is essentially a theatrical version of that meme about all the things that men will do instead of go to therapy. <laughs> that is this movie. That is the entirety of this film. 
Um, I actually really like I somebody somebody put up a thing that said a uh, 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 frog and toad where toad goes to frog's house and frog is like I am gone I am out I don't want to see you anymore and toad's just and 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 and, and toad's just standing there going what why and that was yeah to me that was the movie in a nutshell like to be to be fair the the dial like it's really weird because I have heard a lot of of raves for this movie as I suspect anybody who's followed award season coverage has as well and. From like a technical standpoint, I understand it. It's beautiful to look at. Um, the cast is impeccable. The dialogue is very funny. Um, I don't. I don't think. Well, I only saw like two movies last year, but I'm like, I don't think this. I would have put this in my like top five of the movies I'd seen last year if I'd seen more than five. But I don't know. It's just. It's a weird. It's weird. I don't know. I'm very, I'm like very like lost in how I feel about this because it's very upsetting. It's incredibly bleak. Yes. It is so bleak. Yes. It is incredibly depressing. There is no joy in this story at all. And it it's hard. It is not an easy watch. So Padrick basically will not leave Kamala. alone. It's, pa- it's Padrick. Padrick. Okay. It's actually the deed's not there. It's Parik. Park. Okay. Park will not leave Colin alone. He will not. He needs to know why his sudden best friend has decided that he's boring and dumb. And he goes around going, asking everybody, am I dumb? And they go, well, you know, you're not as dumb as uh, that uh, D- Dominic over there. Um, but yeah, you know, could be worse. Could be worse. Um, and he takes it as, see, I'm not dumb. And because showing just how dumb he is. And, uh, you know, Gleason's character is just basically like, no, I don't want to see. I don't want to see. Listen, if you do not leave me alone, I'm going to cut off my finger. This is not hyperbole. Patrick is like, what? Your whole reason for not wanting to hang out with me is because you want to make great music and be remembered. Because being a nice guy who just hung out on an island doing nothing and, and, and drinking at the pub all day is not good enough for you anymore. I'm not good enough for you anymore. You want to write a piece of music that's remembered forever. Cutting off a finger is going to screw up that. What What is wrong with you? Of course you're not actually going to cut off a finger. Of course he's not actually going to cut off a finger. I'm going to go chase him down the pub. Not and then out of nowhere, like a finger comes flying and slams into the door, <laughs> and 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 everyone around Patrick is like, "Don't talk to me again!" Oh my god, don't talk to me again! Don't. His sister uh, Siobhan, like literally, like does it does a like an intervention and goes and says, "I will not let my brother talk to you anymore. Um, no more fingers at our door, please." And then Patrick, you can't, you know, Dominic convinces him that he 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 can he should give it another shot. So he gives it another shot, and what happens? More fingers. Yeah, like I said, this is a movie about the things that men will do rather than go to therapy. My mother used to say, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face, and I felt like this was kind of the movie version of that. I think there's a lot of interesting. Sp- things going on in this movie Mm -hmm. but for me i don't know that i really felt like they ever came together into something that that i first i personally found like terribly meaningful like there are aspects of it i thought were really interesting i think that the the setting is beautiful it takes place on an island off of the mainland and it looks like folklore basically everything Mm -hmm. is like green and beautiful there's literally like a witch that lives across the lake like 
it's sort of really cute and quaint in a way that feels timeless, despite the fact that it is taking place at a very specific moment of time. Um, there are a lot of real like fairy tale elements in this in this story that I thought was appealing. That it then I felt like it never really did anything with that. The only person I ended up liking by the end was Siobhan, I think, mostly. And the crazy witch lady that lived across the lake. I want her origin story. <laughs> okay. So, um, poor Siobhan is, like, the smartest person on this island. There are, like, ten people on this island. We should be very clear. Like, yeah, there's literally, like, one pub. There's, like, yeah. one pub. And, 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 and they all go there at their appointed time. And everybody knows the moment these two break up. The pre- literally, um, Calm goes to confession, and the priest is like, "Wait, you're not going to confess to me that you you broke up with your friend?" And he's like, "How do you know about that? Is is that is that a sin?" Um, and you know, the 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 barkeep keeps like trying to be like, "I'm Switzerland," and failing utterly. Um, the post the the post office lady opens everybody's mail. Um, it, when 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 Pedrick actually tries to bring her, she she wants gossip when he actually tries to bring her some gossip, which is that the the one policeman on the island beats his son Dominic, uh, the same Dominic who is the one who is technically quote unquote dumber than him. Um, it, it, it she she's like, oh, I, I I've never heard that. That's not news, and like refuses. Like it is it is there. There's so much that goes on here. But as as you you say, Lacey, this is set in a very specific time and place. It's not just that this island is so small that everyone is up in each other's business. It's also this is set in 1923, um, in the spring of 1923, which is when the Irish Civil War basically really kicked off and the troubles got big, and they went from just being sort of this troubles thing that the British always muttered about and into actual like war that. Uh, created the actual national state of Ireland and then Northern Ireland that was part of that's part of the UK. And the idea here is that this movie is kind of an allegory for that fight. These guys used to be best friends. One of them is suddenly like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. You're boring. And the other one is like, I can't take it. And we're just going to keep escalating until we basically destroy each other. And that is kind of what happens here. It's sort of supposed to be a civil war allegory where you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. You're killing yourselves to fight yourselves. You're cutting your fingers off, even though your big dream is to play violin. I I, I get that. And I get that that was sort of the theme that I was supposed to get from this. And I did in a lot of ways, but it also felt very bleak because there's no resolution. It's just at the end um they're they go their separate ways and and calm is left with a, a house that's been burnt down and no fingers on one hand and uh and and pa- pa- uh Padrick is uh basically uh lost his favorite animal friends and dominic who who who, uh, who i believe is supposed to have killed himself uh that was the read that i had on it yes um that dominic kills himself because the the thing that the th- the thing that they don't explicitly state but is glaringly obvious is that his his dad is not only physically abusing him he's also sexually abusing him and mm-hmm. he is uh, uh very upset when he finds out that that park is not the the sort of nice guy that he had always assumed he was cuz he finds out that he basically told a big lie to someone that doesn't really matter in the larger scheme of the story, except that it really matters to Dominic. And so the, the, 
sense is that he kills himself at the end of the movie and and the witch shows up and I don't know if she's actually a witch. She's got seriously witchy vibes and a witchy wardrobe, so I'm going with it. I think she's supposed to be the banshee. She she is she's the creepy lady who lives across the lake who Siobhan brings over um to to visit at the very beginning. Well, the Banshees is also the song that Calm writes. Right. Too. And I sort of assumed that, that, that it was sort of a, a it was a parallel thing that his song is the Banshees of Inisharan, but there's actually also a Banshee of Inisharan because because uh, Potterick actually says there's no Banshees here. But then there's this lady and she's literally going around telling people, oh, no, you're going to die like a Banshee does. Um and when he says that's not very nice, when, when she's told it's not very nice, she's like, I'm not trying to be nice, I'm trying to be accurate, which hmm. is one of my favorite lines in the movie. Also, uh, probably my second favorite line in the movie, the other favorite line in the movie would be, it was all going fine until he chopped his fingers off. I mean, that's not inaccurate. <laughs> I, I'm team Siobhan. She gets off this island and she goes to the mainland and she gets the heck out. I know, good for her. I think her arc is the only one I really truly approved of. Um, though she feels incredibly guilty about leaving her brother behind, and 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 she wants desperately for him to realize how how stuck he is and how much he should come with her and open his mind and, and broaden his horizons and whatever. But the thing is, the thing is though, is that I don't think Park was unhappy. Like, no. well, I think I think that his life that he had there on the island with his animals and his BFF and their daily trip down the pub to get a pint, like that was. That was a great life in his mm-hmm. estimation. Like there was nothing wrong with it. He didn't really like long to go to the mainland. He didn't want to be, you know, remembered eternally or whatever. He just wants to be kind. He wants to be kind and he he wants to like live in his little community. And I I thought that I liked Park a lot. Um I will tell you guys that that if you are queasy at all about animal cruelty, this may also not be the film for you. But I can confirm because I looked it up before I finished the movie. The dog is fine. Yes. The, the, we, we, uh, you and I probably stopped at the exact same moment when a certain animal died and made sure that the dog wasn't next. <laughs> oh, but it's like truly I was like, I can't watch this if the dog if it's something to happen to the dog. But like the dog is menaced several times, but he's OK. What I wish that this movie had spent a little more time on. And not just because I think Brendan Gleeson is is a really great actor, but I think that especially compared to Parik, Calm is is quite underwritten, and I don't feel like I have. I feel like I filled in mentally a lot of a lot of stuff about Calm that the film does not make explicit, but you can sort of pick up by way of context clues, and maybe that just means that I'm lazy and don't want to do all the work. But I feel like I get a lot more of Parik's. POV in this movie than I do columns and I think because well y'all have heard me talk about these topics enough to know that I'm always about a a movie that has like a strong religious element to it without being like oppressively proselytizing but I like stories that explore faith and I think one of the most interesting aspects of this story is column and the fact that he is uh, daily in despair and in in the Catholic faith, despair is a sin. And it is one of the worst sins, actually, because you believe that you are like beyond the salvation of God. What is that just presumptuous of you? And so therefore it's a sin? Well, I mean, God can forgive anything. Oh, so, okay, I see. Like if 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 you are in the correct spirit of the doctrinally speaking, if you are in the correct spirit of repentance and 
and you know do all the things you're supposed to do in that regard like there's nothing that god can't forgive there's no soul that's so lost that god cannot find them and save them um anyway i don't i know despair is not such a big thing in in the protestant faith but it's a big sin in catholicism and and i feel like despite I just feel like there's so much about Column that's like just so depressed and sad. And that's where all of his, his sort of internal drive to come up with, with, with some tangible thing that means that it mattered that he was here comes from. And I don't think, I wish the movie had spent more time with him too, because I think Mm. that's such an interesting story. Like if you look at his house, I was fascinated by how Colum seems to be the only person in the village that has seen the world outside the village. His house is full of masks and artwork and all kinds of things that clearly did not come from this tiny island off of Ireland. So he understands that there's a wider world out there than this, and he's interested in it. I assume he's seen some of it. I assu- Actually, I assumed that almost all of those were due to the Great War. That he left the island and fought in the Great War, which would have been, what, 10 years ago at that point? Not even 10 years ago. Five years ago at that point. Um, and and that that's that these are all that this is all proof that he brought it all back with him and he's been stuck here since the end of the war. And that it's been about five. So it's been it's 20. It's 1923 from 1918. So it's been about five years. And he's. And that's how long it took him to basically sink in that this was the rest of his life. And he didn't want that. And like, there's just so they touch on it a couple of times when he goes to confession and the priest brings up some of his other sins, like self-mutilation, also a sin. But it doesn't touch on it as much as I would like to. Like, maybe he has PTSD. Maybe he like, I don't know. There's just there's not like a lot of interiority for column versus the way there is for Parik. And mm. I was really interested in where column was mentally and where, where like how he reached the point where it was so important to him to compose something. It was so important to him to not talk to Parik anymore that like he did himself grave harm. Like, I, like, I don't know. That just seems like a, a lot to wake up one morning and decide to do. I I'm I'm waking up and choosing violence is always a lot. I'm not going to argue that point at all, um, because he definitely woke up one day and decided to choose violence here. But I think that there's a level where we're not supposed to have that interiority because it needs to feel for us like it's out of the blue the way it does for Farrell's character. Like, mm-hmm. and that that's why we see things from his point of view, that this that this is randomly unreasonable. I don't agree with that because otherwise, why do we see Colm in the confessional? That's true. The first confessional, I thought the point was, is that everybody knows each other's business to the point where the priest is like, aren't you going to confess that you're that you stopped talking to your friend? I thought at the end, I thought at the end that Colm was going to stay in the house and die. I did, too. And that it was going to the movie was going to end in a suicide, essentially, Mm. because that seemed to me like a natural place for where his story was heading to end he's in Mm -hmm. a state of despair he does not seem to believe his life has any meaning like i could see him making like the mental argument that it's not a sin if somebody burns his house down while he just happens to be in it but like it then it turns out he really does want to live which is i think maybe more of an important turn than the movie gives time to i'm not sure 
Yeah, because that sort of that sort of happens very much at the end. At the very end, we find that he didn't stay in the house; that he is alive. He still only has like five fingers on one hand, but he and and it's almost like, all right, I give up. You, I've cut off my fingers. You've burned my house down. We're good. And 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 at that point, Patrick's like, "There's things we can't come back from, man," and like walks away from him. And I thought that to me was sort of the moment where I was like, this really is a civil war allegory that you, you we can't um, hostilities have already begun. There's no coming back from this. We can never go back to where we were. We can never go back to the people we were because this because we did this war. And I felt like that that was sort of the 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 message, especially. And I don't know. I don't know if this occurred to you as much as it did me. But um, a lot of my friends who live in Northern Ireland uh, now are very, very worried about um, Scottish independence coming back around because that means there are people in Northern Ireland who really want to also leave the UK and vote for independence, if, especially if, it, if Scotland's passes this time. And if that happens, we've got the troubles all over again. And there is some real fear there about this. And I felt that this was also a little bit driven by that. And that there is a, a level that, that, that bringing back the beginning of the Civil War and having this sort of civil war allegory in this we can we can never come back from this was also supposed to resonate today in that sort of cultural fear that you and i are kind of separated from because i'm an extremely online person like i have like little groups of people who just don't live here who i talk to all the time so i get those sorts of weird perspectives and i don't think about them until i'm suddenly like watching a movie like this and i'm like dude because this is an irish film you know and in the same way that like you know, even though it's not in the I, I tried to watch The Quiet Girl, and that is a movie that desperately needs its subtitles. Like it is, it it, it it's not an easy movie to watch at all. No, it's 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 as difficult to watch as this one, I'd say. But even though this one is in English, I felt like there was something very other about it that culturally, as an American, I was missing something. And that ending was the moment when I was like, "Is that is that the cultural thing I'm missing here?" Well, I did not think that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, more powers to people that did. Of course, like I, I am thinking of it in in like kind of religious allegory terms. Oh no, no, no! I actually, I actually love that because I didn't think that the I thought the confessionals were supposed to be jokes, and I and and I'm not gonna lie that this is that is totally 100 percent my Jewish background coming mm. out that every time i see confessional it's almost always in a comedy thing i mean let me just be clear that 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 priest is not doing confession correctly <laughs> but like, he's not being a very great priest right there but um because i'm pretty sure unless you've done something incredibly bad that priests are are really not supposed to send you away without absolution but sure man that scene where he kicks him out of the confessional booth and starts cursing him out was just i giggled my head off i mean that can that can happen but it's usually like it's usually if 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 it's something that you're not sorry for um <laughs> but it's not necessarily like that's anyway not like the most accurate representation of what going to confession is like but um I do think the despair is real. And I do think that the despair, not in just the sense that he's sad, but in the way that he and the people around him who are all obviously Catholic, um, it was Ireland in the 1920s, everybody was Catholic, but um, like how they would have viewed 
feeling like that. I could see that. And I don't know. I just I wanted a little bit more more column. I also I, I also want to talk about the language in this. As I said, this is in English, but it it's very heavily accented. And the word um please don't bleep this, Mark, feck. Um I read a lot of um who's the guy who wrote Angela's Ashes? He wrote a bunch he wrote he's written so Frank McCourt um yeah. has written several books, including Angela's Ashes, which many people have probably read because it was a mega bestseller. But like I was sort of used to the dialect because that's how he writes his his memoirs. <laughs> Mm. Um, I, 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 I was, I was really impressed with the lyricalness of cursing in this, in, 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 in the dialogue here, and how, how wonderfully feck just sort of flows out in everything. It's a noun. It's a verb. It's an adjective. It's an adverb. It's, it, it's an exclamation. It's. Well, I mean, I won't, I won't say the word that we use in English, but that word serves much the same function. Yes, I know, but it there was just something about I I I did love the use of language, and I love the sort of lyrical way that people talked in this film. In the same way, it, it felt very much of an of an oral piece with the visuals, because you know, as you said, this the the island is gorgeous, and there's there's that one scene where uh where Siobhan is leaving, and she looks back at the island, and you see this wall of stone, and it really gives you the sense that. You didn't have when, like, you don't realize quite how trapped those people are on that island until you see her turn back and see the tiny little figure of Colin Farrell up on this huge wall of stone, like he's on a like 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 it's a like it's a turret, almost. Um, I actually felt like that was deliberate, like it was supposed to look like these are castle walls and these people are trapped inside, and she's managed to get away. Um, and I, I just I loved so much of the 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 way the camera used the landscape in that manner. It was very pretty. Like I've never been I've never been to Ireland. It's one of the it's I think the only place in and around the UK that I've not been or the UK adjacent that I have not been. But it's beautiful. Should we talk about Dominic? Yeah, you know, I okay. The, he, uh, the actor Barry. Um, I don't remember his last name off top of my off top of my head. It's not. I remember it, but I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to try. It starts with a K, and I think it's like Kinnick, something like that. I don't know if I don't know if that's actually how he pronounces it. I'm sorry. He was the dude in the. He was one of the Eternals. Oh, that's right. He was God. He was one of the only Eternals I liked. <laughs> he also got an acting nod. Um, so basically, Farrell got the the main. Uh, best actor nod and Gleason and 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 this guy both got the supporting actor nods um for this film and Siobhan I believe got lead actress or is she supporting actress I forget um but yeah like this thing has got a slew of Oscars um nominations coming uh at the end of March and I I really thought his performance was just a standout especially when he comes to Siobhan and tries to ask her out what makes this all like so really even sadder is there's like no there's like five women on this island <laughs> mm-hmm. he he basically says do you think you could like me when i get to be your age <laughs> like somehow she won't age and she'll just wait for him or something i i just it, it's so it's so sweet and so 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 sad and i almost feel like that's the moment where she decides that she cannot stay here another another minute like she has to get out I like Dominic. Well, a because I just think he's—it's a great performance. It's very funny and endearing. Um, 
but I like for the at least until it all goes wrong I like I like it for the I like his relationship with Park in the way that it shows that how little it costs and how much it can do to simply be nice to someone mm. and the, the the thing is is there's an almost a, a moment where Siobhan tries to point to Dominic and say to Padraig you you and he can be best friends now just 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 pick a new best friend you know and it does not work like that but I just but just the the fact that that Parik is one of the only people in town who's nice to him who's only one of, who's one of the only people in town who not only listens to what he says but believes him especially when he's talking about like what his dad does to him uh, because there's definitely a sense that some other people know and don't care because yep. his dad is a cop. So mm-hmm. therefore that, I guess, matters more to some people. And I don't know. I think that I I was really sad when they had their falling out and I had sort of just assumed that they'd kind of get over it. But I guess this is the sort of movie where nobody ever gets over anything and then Dominic dies. So like I said, this movie had just downer. Again, Team Siobhan, that moment when 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 Calm turns to her and says, your brother is boring, and she's like, this island is filled with boring men. What is wrong with you? Resonated so hard. Like, I, I felt I felt that in my gut. And the, see, the thing is, though, is I think Calm knows that. He does, but it, 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 there's a level where she's like, you're no better than them. What is wrong with you? Because he's because he's the one that has and and I don't know maybe that's why he he wants to be special or something because he's seen so uh, you know something beyond this I don't know I'm really stuck on all the stuff in his house and I want to know like where it all came from and what it means oh no no I do think you are correct to be stuck on the stuff in his house because when Podrick burns down all his house and burns all his possessions he takes that all away from him and i think that that is actually very important um and and i think you are very much onto something that that that's supposed to represent how much of the world he saw and i think that i think you're also very correct that we are supposed to sort of fill in the gap that he went out into the world during the great war he came back here probably shell-shocked probably was so happy to live a quiet life again until it became too much quiet or not quiet enough or something I do I do think you're correct here on that. And I don't think you're wrong to be stuck on, on the possessions in the house. Um, you know, because basically, you know, Podrick burns down everything but the dog. Thank God the dog is okay. I would have I would have just like truly not finished this movie if he had hurt the dog. To be absolutely honest, when he said put the dog outside, and I thought to myself, My God, if he hasn't put the dog outside, Lacey's not gonna finish this movie and we are not gonna have a podcast. <laughs> I would just get on the show and be like, Look, I did not finish the film with someone murdered an animal and i can't handle that but someone does murder an animal in this sort of indirectly but at least the dog is okay and there is an apology for the death i mean whatever okay <laughs> wait i said that this is a spoilery version so okay, i'm sorry okay. you his, his park has this cute miniature donkey that's like his everything and her name is jenny and she's yes. super cute and she chokes to death on one of Colm's stupid fingers and we don't see it, thank God, but like you see the aftermath and it's not pretty. And-, and 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 it's very obvious that she thought it was a carrot because there's carrot bits. It's very horrible. <laughs> so negative points on that part for me. For those of you who don't know, 
there is a website called doesthedogdie.com and it like literally like you can just look up by the title of the movie and it'll tell you if there's like animal danger. It's an incredibly useful resource. <laughs> I think you and I both went there because yes, it doesn't give you any other spoilers. It just lets you know if the dog dies or not and the dog does not die. Um, it's really, it's really rare for me that I have a, that I have, that I watch something that I don't immediately have a very firm opinion on as I think probably most people who've ever heard me talk about anything can can guess immediately. But I honestly, like, don't know how I feel about this movie. Like, I recognize that it is technically well done. It has just an impeccable cast who really do great work. It's very funny. It's very engrossing. It's it's very, like, even though everything that happens in it, it's horrible, it's, it's propulsive to watch. Like, you don't, you you other than the animal death you don't really get to the point where you're like uh is this over i want to turn it off it's very engaging but it's also i don't know where is its heart to me like i just it it has so little joy it has so little anything except like bleak grimness and i just like is the message of this film that life is and then you die like i don't need that i don't need to pay these movie theater prices to see this kind of movie it's on hbo max by the way don't go see it in the theater a free on february 11th as part of global movie day but also i do think that there is heart i think the heart escapes the island i think the heart is siobhan and i think her leaving the island is the moment where it's all gonna go that's when it's all gonna fall apart like that moment when she leaves when she's like i am not gonna be part of the civil war i'm not gonna watch two of you basically destroy each other I want to believe that, but we never see her POV. Okay, I will say that I wanted more from her POV, and I feel like that. And 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 I know that we sit here and we always say things like, "Oh well, you know, where where's the woman's story in this?" Honestly, I do really think the Carrie, Carrie Condon who plays Siobhan gives her everything, but I would really have loved just just a little bit more for her, a little bit more interiority for her. She gets. She, I'll give you that she gets more interiority probably than calm. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like there's just there's a lot about this movie that feels like homework. And I like my husband complains a lot about like award award uh, nominees that are just deeply unfun. I, I will definitely say this has a touch of it. He's really excited. Top Gun got a best picture nod, by the way. I have not seen the second Top Gun movie, so I have no opinion on it. But um. <laughs> Like, this is just, like, this is everyone's, like, worst nightmare of a Best Picture nominee in that sense. Because it literally, it's, like, so grim. It's really well, it's really well made. And it's really engaging. But it is, it is dire. It, 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 is, it is a very bleak, very simplistic. If you are looking, if you are looking for the Top Gun type, st- type movie, th- a movie where basically I don't like you no more. Why? I, I feel like it's so weird. And this is just me like unpacking my own psyche for you all on on this show. But I, I like I hate feeling like I don't get it. And on some level, I don't feel like I get it about this movie. Like it's well made, but like it doesn't it does not speak to me. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing is that I, I, I can see very much where there's a lot of people who wouldn't get this movie. I wonder if it's a dude thing, because there is a really interesting through line here about the ways that men process emotion and the way that men are encouraged to to be or to deny like vulnerability with one another. 
mm-hmm. that I think is really interesting. I don't know if that was the point of the movie. It certainly doesn't really say much about it other than men don't talk to each other. And if they did, maybe we'd be all better off. But like, I don't know, maybe it speaks to men more than women. Maybe we're in that weird position of like, this is not for us. It may be. Um, Rory's uh, piece on it where he compared it to The Quiet Girl actually talked about how it it is actually a very Irish, uh, it is kind of an Irish uh, uh, stereotype that they don't show emotion and that everyone is very oppressed in, uh, from 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 coming from a Catholic background, etc. I think you mean repressed, not oppressed. <laughs> okay, sorry, repressed. Thank you. Um, sorry. Yeah, you, can you tell that we've done several of these in a row? Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, really like that 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 this movie is is trying to dive into the male inability to express themselves, and that that's part of this movie. And I do think that is, I think that may be the part that neither you or I got. Mm. I think I think maybe it's just not for me, and mm. that's okay. I like a lot of things that are not for dudes. I just hate feeling like I don't get something, and I feel like there's a big piece of this that I just don't get. I, I feel like I got I feel like I got the war part and I feel like I got the civil war part and the, the cutting off your nose to spite your face part and that the gunshots that there that are constantly going in the background and you notice that they actually the, the gunshots sort of stop towards the end of the film and there's a level of oh well they'll start again in a minute. Somebody literally says that. One of them says that. Yeah. Um, and and it and, and it and it's time to the moment where calm comes to him and says, "Okay, I cut off my fingers. You burnt down my house. Maybe we're done here." And 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 Padraig goes, "No, we're we can't we can't go back now." And I I I think to me that was the that scene to me really encapsulated that and really that was the part that spoke to me. But I will absolutely agree with you that the the inability of men to communicate, the 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 level of sort of making Combs f- feel like his his declaration is coming out of nowhere. The moment I truly will always remember from this film is this fil- this island is filled with boring is Kerry Condon sneering that this. This island is filled with boring men. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, I still want the origin story of the witch lady across the lake. That's all. I like, you know, I, 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 I she's the banshee. I'm telling you, I've decided that. I Maybe. I don't know. She could be. She certainly looks like one. <laughs> yeah. So that is our first installment in our British movie series about an Irish movie. So <laughs> it's a day of oddities all around. The Oscars are next month, uh, end of March on a Sunday, March 26th or something like that. I've now seen one of the nominees for Best Picture, so go me. I'm so proud of you. I really didn't do a great job going the movies last year. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like we're all out of the habit. If if I hadn't had screenings that were in theaters, I don't think I would have either. But I because because movie makers were so adamant to get critics back in theater and because I do review movies uh, for my late lamented NBC think um, I did actually see some of these, but not enough of them, honestly. Um, I feel I I actually would love to go out um, and take advantage of the free movies on February 11th and, and catch at least one more. I, I will say, because I'm a huge jerk, that I'm not sad that I did not pay for this. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that is our show. If you have a... We're going to try to keep this one relatively contemporary. So if you mm-hmm. have a British movie that you have seen recently, 
um, that you think we should watch and talk about, email us at televisions at weta.org. The chances are like 99.4%. I will not have seen it. So that'll be exciting for me. If we keep it to recent, this is our way of managing to work in the 2019 Emma that we couldn't do as classic revisited. Oh, is that recent enough? I don't know. (gasps) Weigh in, people. What do you think recent means for our British movie series? Like, I feel like this movie is incredibly recent. Does it got to be 2020s? Does it got to be this decade? I mean, I think probably. Mm. I don't know. We'll work. This is us working this out in front of you. So we'll stop doing that. Um, Tell the people where you live online. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle basically on all social media except for Facebook where I miss Annie Bundle. You can find pictures of my very fuzzy cats and your very fuzzy tails at Annie Bundle on Instagram. I'm a staff writer at Elite Daily and the associate editor here at Televisions. Um, so if you want to know what I wrote today, just follow me. Um, I'm still on Twitter probably until the farewell blows. So yeah, go there. Find me there. <laughs> uh, I am Lacey MB on Twitter and virtually everywhere else on social media. Uh, I don't know. I post a lot of things which are me complaining about stuff. If you were followed me on Twitter, you would have heard that joke I made about men not having therapy yesterday when I tweeted it. But um, <laughs> uh, if you just want the site and the pod, we are on social media at telly underscore visions on Twitter and television's blog, all one word on Facebook. Shout out to our intern, Emma, who is taking over our Twitter while she is here. And you may have noticed that it is a lot more active and actually talking to people now. And that is all her. So do not give us any credit. Yay, um, Emma! Yay, Emma. Uh, what else? What else? We live at televisions.org. If you want more podcast episodes, recaps, news, thinky thoughts, lists, we, I don't know, whatever we feel like writing about today, it's there. And if you like what we do, you can click on the donate button up at the top of the page and help us keep making all of this content that we're putting out day in and day out while you're doing that. You can also get access to PBS Passport, which is full of all kinds of exclusive and early binge opportunities for new shows that are headed your way this spring and airing currently there's just a lot like there's so much there's probably even british movies on there that i don't know about so (laughs) maybe someone find one and tell us and we'll watch it um that is our show thank you all for being here and dealing with our fudging of the word british for our first time out of the gate uh we appreciate you if you have thoughts, requests, things we should talk about, we are at televisionsatweeded.org. In the meantime, uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, get your flu and COVID, boost, COVID booster shots if you are eligible for either, because all I hear anymore is how sick everyone I know is, and that makes me never want to go near them again. So protect yourselves, protect each other, do something nice for a stranger. It'll make you feel better. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>